All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Sam spinning the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. If you're looking for a job, Tiger Sanitation is always hiring. Do great things for San Antonio and the surrounding communities. For more details, you can go to TigerSanitation.com, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, also... You know, before we kind of move on and we'll go to the phones here, uh, a last a note on the the situation on Tuesday and kind of going forward. You know, doing one of the, and this is another thing, like doing one of the uh, commercial breaks, one of the interviews. And I don't know, I don't think it was George, but I don't know who was doing the questions of Pop. But Pop said, yeah, you know what? He goes, yeah, one of our week, we got a rebound. It's been one of our weaknesses all year. And I'm thinking like, uh, it's been a weakness for years now, but what are y'all doing to address it? I mean, we drafted, like, it's been guards after guards after guards. And that's the stuff that is irritating certain, not all, certain portions of fan base down here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just been a problem this year. It's been a problem the last few years, and that's why every draft, you people, people on social media, people go like, damn, another guard? Another guard? But he's going to sit there and say, hey, man, we, we, we're getting out rebounded. Physicality, and that's been a problem. That's been our weakest all year. Now nah, it's been the weakest in 2020. 2019, 2018, and then they keep driving, they keep guarding guards. And that's the thing. That's the reason why it's hard for me to sit there and see. There's a bright spot here and there, but it's hard to really sit there and you can't. I don't care how much, I don't care if you bleed silver and black. There's nothing you can sell anybody say, you know what? This team's going to be a seventh seed next year. This team's going to be an eight. This team's going to be a six. There's nothing. And again, that's why I say this is one of the crucial most critical off-seasons of the San Antonio Spurs and the direction of what they're going. But like I told you, I don't care if it's NFL. I don't care if it's NBA. I don't care if it's NHL. I don't care if it was a league and it was backgammon or spades. If you don't have nobody you got to answer to and you don't have no true face in the owner, just can't. I mean, it's like it's like uh, Adrian telling Rock, you can't win, you know, in that voice. Because it, it's just like, oh, here we go again. Here we go. And, um, we'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Because there's a lot of young guys that's going to be in the playoffs this weekend and going forward. I like to know the average age of, of Memphis. And they, we, we want to talk about restart, rebuild. That used to be the grind house. Zebo, Zach Randolph, Marcus Saul. They used to grind it out. Came in and said, nah, man, we got to change it up. Had some bad years, whatever. Look at where they're at right now. Middle pack, Memphis will be next year going forward. Memphis is probably going to be competitive with Golden State and Phoenix. Depending on what Chris Paul wants to do, locked to be a top three seed for a while going forward in the West. So we'll see how it goes. But overall, I won't say it was a horrible season. Won't say it was a horrible season. But that was just I, I didn't I didn't expect to sit down and watch some guys that just looked scared being led by one of the goats and Greg Popovich. And you know, it is it is what it is. You know, because eventually you can let them learn, and we can be patient. And we could talk about you, but at the end of the day, you got to go show it. You got to get, you got to slay, you got to get over that hump. You got, I mean, because I, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I love them, 
But it's like, Keldon, you can't tell everybody you packing for two days. We can all pack for clothes for two, three days. We got to go. And then you don't score your first bucket to the three-minute mark in the third quarter. That, that to me, and, and again, he had to get told something. Because if he doesn't save himself in the second half, if Keldon doesn't come out and have that game, at least the second half that he did, he was really going to be ready to take some from everybody. But he saved himself in the second half. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We got the draft here pretty soon. We'll see. But again, they don't sit there because I believe it comes to a point. Pop needs to hire an assist. If he's going to stick around, because evidently if he says it's an appropriate question, and if you listen to uh, my man Richardson, and if you listen to some of the players afterward, they say, uh, you don't look like he's stopping anytime soon. He engaged. Okay, you're going to stick around a little bit. Then my suggestion is then you need to do what some other coaches done and go find an assistant coach that can co- – and, and, again, I'm not going to disrespect Pop like that because he's way more defensive whatever. But they need, he, I'm to the point where you have to do what they did to Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> you got to go get somebody on the assistant bench that's going to spend time in practice and film really locking down the saying on defense that we've got to make some effort. There's only three or four good defensive teams, and then, but all these other teams, they make consistent efforts when they have, like, stop. Like, Pop always used to cry, stops on demand. Nobody's holding anybody to 90, 95 points, 90 points consistently in the NBA. So don't get this take, miscrewed. I know what the league and where we're at right now. But this, I brought it up on Tuesday, man. How many, how many threes did New Orleans hit the other night? Where were they at for the three-point line, Jones? Do you know? We'll have that in a second. Okay. Because I knew before we even went to there, I'm like, you know, the one thing that really stands out to me that's been in my craw for the last few years is how bad they are guarding the three, you know, particularly. But So they hit 8 of 20 for 40%. San Antonio shot 13 of 34 for 38%. Okay. Not horrible, but yet and still it goes. Those are the two things that really it's the effort of what they're going to do defensively. And I don't, think, I don't care who they draft. I mean, if that doesn't change – if something doesn't change in more, you know, detail to that, it's just what it is. That's that's just the way I look at it. I mean, Jason Kidd changed Dallas's defense from an all-star, like from a not even in a full season. Because to the last couple of years, nobody Rick Carlisle wasn't holding Luca. Luca wasn't talking about defense. If you listen to every interview Luca has done this year post All-Star break. He always leads when they have to go talk to the guy after the winning player, the, the the star of the team after the game. Every interview he has started with, hey, it's on the defensive side of the, on the ball. And that's why I say people people sleep on Everybody thinks Jason Kidd assists and all that. Jason Kidd made some all-team, first-team defenses in his career too. He changed them. There's like, go watch Memphis, how they play defense in this playoffs. You know, there's levels to everything. There's levels. And the thing about it is that's been their identity for 20 years prior to the last few years we've been in was defense. I understand it's a different NBA now, but yet and still, you know, the league has changed. The, I mean, the, 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 the league has changed in the NFL. But what is Pittsburgh's identity? Running game and defense. They let Ben get a, you know, they let Ben cry and complain. Say, oh, man, I want up tempo. I want to do this. Okay, Ben, we'll let you do it. But at the end of the day, that's who they, they never going to live. They never going to go for that. They're never going to move away from that, what I'm saying. That's why they draft Najee Harris, an identity. 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Casey Robb. Casey Robb, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone. What's up? What's up, fellas? Hope you all have a happy Easter. You too, man. Oh, 
Thank you, man. Uh, real quick, you know, Cal, like uh, I know you're talking about, you know, changes with the Spurs. Um, I don't think Bill's going to leave Kansas anytime soon. I think Pop's, you know, he's going to kick back and, and chill on Lawrence. Pop's going to, you know, run the show. But as far as the draft, um, you know, the, the, you know, the transfer portal is already shaking and moving already. So, there's a lot of big names that, you know, that are, were expected to come out. They're staying in college. So the Spurs are really going to have to pay attention and watch the transfer portal. Anybody's going to transfer, anybody's going to stay, you know, that that's going to also alter their, you know, their, their draft and, and see how they're going to, you know, move and, you know, pick players. But if you're looking at, you know, if you want to get a Keegan Murray, I don't know if you're okay with that. I mean, you want to move up and package a deal to get a Keegan Murray to help, you know, you know with the offense and do that too. But, you know, you talk about rebounding, watching that game. It was hard to watch, watching that game, and, you know, there's, you know, Paulo Benchero, he, you know, he's not really a mover, you know, like a, a needle mover. You know, I mean, there's a cat. I can't think of the name of the cat of the Auburn. You know, he's real physical defensively. Uh-huh. He can he can rebound. Also, Memphis, Jalen Duran. You know, Penny had, you know, he went through Penny's AAU program. You know, he's big. He's physical, six eleven. I mean, he he can bang and, and you know grab boards. You know, so the Spurs are really going to have to look at how things are moving, and you know, as far as you know, who's staying and who's going. And then also too, uh, Jonas. Where does Romeo Langford stay in you know in, in this picture? Because I followed his recruiting trail. He, you know, went to Indiana. He was a top fifteen recruit, and he just kind of like floated. And then of course, he get traded here, a part you know of the uh, Derek White trade. Where does he fit in in all this? Does he stay, or he's just gonna you know maybe bounce around to the G League? Hmm. All right, can't see Rob. Thanks for the phone call. I'm gonna let Jonas answer that, but I see. A man, Sam, big point over here giving you kind of the stink eye a little bit to that call, so I'm eager to hear him say, because I, I respect Sam's opinion when it comes to uh, basketball college. But do you have Sam, I mean, do you have Casey Robb's answer to his question, uh, Jonas, before I turn it over to Sam? Yeah, well, really quick, I mean, uh, Romeo Langford is a former, if I'm not mistaken, two-way contract kind of guy. Uh-huh. Uh, hasn't really played any minutes uh, or many minutes uh, coming over from Boston. Uh, he's four, four and a half points, three points, you know, over courses of seasons, um, hasn't started more than five games in the season. So I think that he's just, he was just another piece to make the money work with Derek White. Um, a nice young piece, but I, Richardson was the, the big part there. And Langford also dealt with some injuries, um, or, or unavailability there, uh, after coming over from Boston. Huh. So we have yet to see, but it's, it's just another guard. That's what that's what Langford is. Is another guard. Would you rather see Josh Primo out there or uh, or Langford? Huh. All I, right. I'd go with Primo. Sam, so you you're not really buying the whole everybody standing college transfer portal. Is that kind of what it was the take? Yeah, was? I mean Langford's a former lottery pick on a big on his rookie deal. So that number was like five point seven mil expiring. I mean that was just to make the numbers work for the trade. And Richardson's the same. I mean the big thing in that trade was the first round pick, obviously coming back. Langford's gone. His it, to even give him the qualifying offer, it'd be over $7 million. That just doesn't make sense for them to hold up that cap space with hmm. it. But as yeah. far as the underclassmen potentially staying, I mean, most of the soft, like Jaden Ivey, Johnny Davis, uh, Mathurin from Arizona, uh-huh. Keegan Murray, Mark Williams, I've seen most of them have declared. So I'm not sure which guys KC is, is talking about right. that, are, that are transferring or staying. I mean, most of the lottery... The, the expected lottery picks are all declared, and there it's all pretty much okay. jumbled together. I mean, okay. I, I do. He threw out that Jalen Duran name. Uh-huh. If the Spurs were to fall, I mean, right now projected to be ninth. If they were to fall into that 
uh, 11 to 14 range, 11 to 13 range, which I don't think they will. But if they did, then Jalen Duran would be a name. But I would, I'd hesitate to, to take him over, uh, you know, some of the other guys that could be there in the late top 10. I definitely love Keegan Murray. I, I would like him. I don't think he's going to be there. I mean, they would have to move up probably to get him. I don't see he's not falling to 9, 10. I mean, I doubt it. I mean, now, now the only thing that might change that is because they were one and done in the tournament. So that kind of helps if you're helping one to get King of Murray because he didn't get a chance to shine. Like It's not like they made a Elite Eight or Sweet 16 run. And he's also but, one of these sophomores as well. So he's yeah. a whole year older than guys like, uh, you know, Jabari Smith, Paulo, right. A.J. Griffin, Jalen Duran. I mean, he's mm-hmm. so he's, you know, not old, but in terms of the top five prospects in this draft he's one of the older ones real quick before we move on sam where do you stand on the before we get into the draft where do you stand on their three first round picks do you buy the notion like do you have a problem would you want them to maybe try to move up or do you say hey just stick with those three picks and just let the chips fall where they may it all depends on where that that top pick lands in the draft lottery i mean 20 percent chance to move into the top four five percent chance for it to be the number one pick 50 percent chance that it stays at number nine okay so i mean if it stays at nine i would love to package one or both of the because the other two picks are going to be somewhere between 20 and 26 i believe right so i mean i would love to package one if not both of those to move up okay. if, you, if the lottery if the ping pong balls don't go their way and put them in the top four i would mm-hmm. use every asset i can to try to get there because okay. this is a deep deep draft i i, I kind of agree with that all right 1-800-707-9760 all right so moving on from the spurs let's talk a little bit around the other nba and things that's going on like i told you in the opening segment of the show uh that the uh Atlanta Hawks, who I believe they took a step back this year, but they find themselves in a in a play in game for the eighth seed uh, tonight against Cleveland. Um, you know, I probably like the Cavs in this one. Uh, to be honest with you, um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise. I mean, that's saying that with a grain of salt in case you know, my man Trey doesn't go nuts. I mean, because he's he's a talent that could single handedly win a game and just get hot and drop forty points or fifty points and do you in. But I think Cleveland. Um, if I had to pick somebody tonight, I would have the edge to Cleveland. And Cleveland's done. I mean, I think they've done a pretty good job in the last couple of years to even get to this point. I mean, because a lot of people thought it was going to be forever, especially after the last time. You know, you lose LeBron James and you have to move on from Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, but that's one of the playing games tonight. And then on the other hand, you got Minnesota. Um, you know, which, which I mean, I was like, damn, I was like, Patrick Beverly, man, I ain't seen nobody jump on the scoreboard since Jordan or maybe Kobe and everything, but that was in June, not April. But I mean, I get it playing against his former team. They did him wrong. They felt that they, um, you know, that they had a problem. Um, you know, with him getting released from the Clippers, you know, he gave a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, but Minnesota, I mean, that game didn't look too, I mean, Clippers, I felt that they did a lot more to maybe lose that game. Offense kind of, you know, slowed up on them. Uh, but again, Minnesota, kind of a young team too. And I thought it was, again, you know, looking at that game tonight, and I think even without Paul George, this is a winnable game for the Clippers. Because to me, you know, again, hell of a kid. I wouldn't wish anybody on uh, anybody have to go through what Carl Anthony Towns has went through personally in the last couple years of loss of family, especially, especially his mother and everything. Uh, but if we just stick in between the white lines, um, that game that he had the other night really summed everything up where Carl Anthony Towns is. Um, and I've been saying it. I mean, I know Barkley said it at the halftime. I mean, look, you want to win three-point contest and all that, that's cute. 
But the truth of the matter is, this is why you have a guy like Shaq calling them soft, saying, I love him, but he's soft. You know, get on the block, and he picked up some horrible fouls. I mean, he was in foul trouble, and a lot goes on that coach because you can't leave him in the game in the first half when he has three fouls, and it's about five minutes for me. you got to be sitting him on the bench. The coach left him in, maybe got caught up, picked his fourth foul up right before halftime, and I just knew it was a matter of time before he fouled out. And Reggie Miller talked about it. I mean, five of those six fouls were just dumb fouls. They were just dumb fouls, whether they were hustle fouls or whatever. Uh, but he, he's got to really get going, and that's why I always say that he needs a coach that can really ride him in the respect to get, I think, Carl Anthony Towns to the next level. But they were able to be victorious. Um, they're going to take on the Clippers tonight. I mean, I'd have to, I don't even know what the line is on that game. Uh, but with Paul George out, it, it's going to be in a red. But I think, again, like I said in the opening show, they can handle – I mean, they've played most of the season without Paul George. So I think they are accustomed of being able to be competitive tonight and still having an opportunity maybe to steal that game. Uh, with even out Paul, Paul George. Well, looking at those lines, uh, you do have the Pelicans favored uh, by one, Hawks favored by one and a half. Um, you do have no John Collins for the Hawks tonight, no Lou Williams tonight. A mm. uh, couple questionables there, and of course, we already talked about uh, no Paul George for the Clippers. Okay, no Lemon Pepper Lou. And Jarrett huh? Allen is uh, expected to play tonight for the Cavs, which would be a big That's return huge. on defense. That's huge, man. That's huge. 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Grind. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. This last segment of the day is going to be presented by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. That is Zing Zang. All right, make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the you know original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
All right. So before we get out of here, also just an update here, just a sponsor note. Uh, you know, Hazel Sky has been with us here for the last few years for a while um, as a presenting sponsor. They've stepped up. They're going to take over the studio sponsorship of the Sports Grind. So you'll start seeing Hazel Sky in the back online. We've got some other things in the works with them that could be developing here over the next few months so we'll go ahead and keep you in tune to that so thanks a lot keep keep going to their website everything's working out good keep going to their hazelskyonline.com you know purchasing new product every week so shout out to hazel sky also a couple other things too before we get out of here nfl notes before we get into the boxing weekend get jonas's thoughts a couple other nfl news that's out there uh there's multiple reports out there started really i think with the nfl network but according to them uh colin murray is uh, have told some people that he's not going to play unless he gets a new contract. Uh, Colin Murray has officially kind of entered my doghouse because I think that he is really, and I didn't think this when he came out of Oklahoma or how he dedu- conducted himself after being the number one overall pick uh, from Arizona a few years ago. <clears throat> he's really, in my opinion, showing a little bit signs of immaturity because when you do the thing that the millennials or the new guys do about scrubbing your social media to prove a point or to get attention, he, he moonwalked from that and said, oh, that's nothing into that. I'm a cardinal, this and that. And then you didn't, you didn't really say nothing with your chest out. And then a month later, after that happened, well, three or four weeks later, about a month later, he, there are these reports come out about this. Look, I don't – I mean – this whether it's all this is an ultimate team sport, but regardless of the situation, you know, does he deserve a new contract before Lamar Jackson? No, he doesn't. Okay, um, there's probably give me some time, and probably some other guys can think of. He don't deserve a new contract before. Your team has has failed has has crashed and burned in the second half of the season for two years in a row, and it's not just the team. His play whether that's him being nicked up and banged up has automatically, you know, deteriorated in the second half of the last two seasons. Got to play it out and you got to get your team in, in, in a situation to where they're going to take the next step and not fold. My whole deal is the reason why I think you're hearing this, in my opinion, and the reason why there's some smoke to this, because there's the Oakland athletics that linger right there. And my thing is, if I'm Arizona, if I'm them, and the way I look at Collar, then take your ass to go play baseball then. Go play baseball. You you were drafted in a high round by athletics. You said that it was all your dream to be an NFL quarterback. He could have played. He could have been in the farm system. Maybe already been up to the bigs, but I don't know. But to sit there and go through this you know, situation this offseason about now you're trying to say that you're not going to show up and play without a contract, I don't like that. Because it's, I mean, because I feel that what have you, if anybody – which should be saying that at the quarterback position off the top of my head right now is Lamar Jackson. And he's representing himself. And we're, and, and there's a chance they not, they might not get a deal done with Lamar this season before the season, but I pretty much could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure to safe to say Lamar Jackson is going to show up for the Ravens this year, whether he has a new deal or not. And that's a guy that's got a league MVP already. Okay that has had stellar rookie years and put up numbers. It's just something, like I said, it's just something about those OU quarterbacks, man, and the maturity level. Speaking of OU quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield does a podcast the other day and talks about, I feel disrespected. I feel this. 
Um, if you would ask me a week and a half, two weeks ago, I probably would have said Indy. Now it's probably most likely Seattle. But I'm ready for the next chapter. Probably best to stay silent right now, Baker, under the circumstances. You pretty much don't have a job. I don't know who Baker's agent is, but it, it, there's no way that Baker could be my client. And you're going to do a sit-down podcast. And I'm telling you, a lot of these guys going to learn. When you get on these podcasts and you get comfortable, you know, um, first of all, he's there. His dog fell off the couch and his dog's sitting there with his legs. And I'm like, hey, man, is the dog okay? Do we need to get Pete involved? But you get all relaxed and everything and you just, you know, unbutton your tie and doing all this kind of stuff. And, man, I feel there's, there's other <clears> – <throat> if Seattle is sitting there sandbagging, waiting for Cleveland just to drop him, you just put more sound and more footage out there to say, is this guy really mature enough to be a starting leading quarterback? I understand he wants to get it off his chest. I understand there'll be a time for that. Not now where you're still unemployed. Not now when you're sitting there. There's obvious we've seen everybody. I mean, the Colts, you came out and screamed that you wanted to be a Colt when you knew that the door had changed and they were going to go get, and they didn't want you. They decided to give up a third-round pick to go get an agent, Matt Ryan. And they didn't want you. I don't understand why he did that podcast, but that's Baker. But if I'm his agent, there's no way that I allow him to do that. Because I think the thing with Baker Mayfield, NFL's a cop, they are waiting until they've got to hit the panic button to let this guy go. They don't even want to, no one even wants to give up a third round pick for Baker Mayfield. I just didn't like the fact of him doing that podcast. People try to tell me about Alabama quarterbacks. These damn OU quarterbacks, a lot of them basically feel like Norman is supposed to travel with them uh, to, to, to the NFL and it's supposed to be all rosy, you know? And again, now the one thing that I'll give Baker credit, I'm like, bingo. That's why if I'm eight, well, well uh, it was kind of a mistake going out there to play hurt, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, man, my man Shannon Sharps is the best. You don't, if you put, it don't matter. If you're banged up and you go put bad film out there, you're putting bad film out there regardless. Whether you got a busted shoulder or not. And that's why I said all the time, because it doesn't really surprise me that they went in all for Deshaun Watson. Because I told, I remember telling Jonas this and telling everybody this. The front office showed me what they thought of Baker Mayfield when they allowed him to continue to go out there. There's nobody in their right mind with a young quarterback former number overall pick that would allow them to go out with a labrum or whatever the hell he had in the bus to show. But they're like, hey, man, this car's already broken. We're going to run it to the wheels, fall off, and we're going to trade it in next year anyway. And and that's the one thing I at least see that he admitted, like, hey, man, it was a mistake. No, but that's what I'm saying. You need to maybe fire your agent because you're getting either some bad, uh, some bad advice on what your value is or what it could be. But those are the things. But Colin Murray has officially entered my doghouse. I mean, and, and, I, and I think he's a good kid, but and again, and you start hearing rumblings about, you know, the teammates or maybe how he is in the locker room. He's kind of standoffish, speaking of collar. So to hear that report, and a lot of that has to do, because I promise you, if, if it wasn't for baseball, and I do think the athletics is a serious threat. I do. Kyler Murray, never met him, probably never will, but he does come across from me from a distance as the type of guy that would sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to go play baseball. I live my dream. I played the NFL for two years, three years. Let me go to the diamond. At least I can say I did it. But you have the nerves where you have failed, have flailed out 
the last two years in the second half, in some injuries, and you got the nerve to say, I'm not playing without a new contract. Come on, man. Come on. Matthew Stafford earned that contract. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen, for the most part, has earned that contract. I think Lamar Jackson, I don't know what numbers Lamar looking at. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I probably wouldn't pay Lamar Deshaun Watson money. I mean, and the Ravens already came out and said, uh, we're, not, we're, we're, we're negotiating in realistically terms. I mean, like, hey, uh, Lamar, tell your mama that stop it with this Deshaun because we ain't going that way. You know? But Colin Murray, these boomer sooner quarterbacks, prima donnas, and they think highly more of themselves than really what the tape shows. Hell of a talent. A lot of upside, but he hasn't stayed all the way healthy, and and I don't know yet. I mean, what is is he coming into his last year of his contract of his rookie year? Or does he have like two years left on his rookie deal? I, I would like to know that if you can look that up. I would like to know that because to me, that that's one of those that uh, I, I don't know if you can be kicking and screaming, but I think the only reason why he's kicking and screaming is because of his uh, baseball option with the Athletics. Yeah, he's got uh, this year, and then he's got one more year left on that. Okay, through twenty twenty three. Okay, sit your ass down, Collar. Sit down, sit down, man. Talk to me like this after this season. Then you can sit there and say, "Hey," because I've always, I, I'm not going to change it just because it's Collar Mary. I've always lived like you're not. If you're that guy, you ain't supposed to go play your last year, your rookie contract at any position. That's why I'm on the Colts' ass about Q. He's the best in the game in his position, and they just handing out money outside, and they got money, and they still haven't. I still, yeah, Gilmore's fine, but you still ain't. I should be coming in my ticker. We signed Q. Q's the highest paid guard in National Football League history. Keep jerking around with him, and he's going to have a different uniform on come after this season because some agents take, they take that stuff personal. What you got, John? Well, just looking at those terms on uh, Spot Track, then, uh, that fifth year option is at the quarterback franchise tag number. So his base salary is going to would jump then from 965,000 in 2022 to 29.7 million in 2023 with an undrafted free agent there in 2024. And when you talk about his options about going and playing baseball, if he's unhappy, the deal will void if he leaves for the MLB. So they kind of put that in that contract because they, they knew he was. They, I don't know. They knew he was going to play. They knew he was going to pull this in case. They knew they were going to pull. They knew they were going to pull this. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven six. All right. Before we get to fight week, let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Santos. Santos, you on the sports grind here? Ticket seven sixty and thirteen hundred. The zone. What's up, Santos? Hey, what's up, guys? Happy Good Friday, y'all. You too, man. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, you know what, guys? It's three forty nine, and OU still sucks. Um. <laughs> Last five quarterbacks drafted in the NFL were, uh, oh, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Trevor Knight, Blake Bell, and Landry Jones. So you could say uh, OU is this whole QB whisper school. It's really not. It's, uh, it's a QB garbage. Anyways, uh, also just wanted to say uh, thank you to uh, Coach Greg Pop. Another great season. Not the way we wanted to finish. But uh, according to ESPN, Pop only has four NBA championships. Put some respect on my coach's name. Man got five. Uh, you guys have a great Easter weekend, and uh, thank y'all for taking my call. All right. Thanks, Santo. I missed that. What, poor little network had a typo or what? Yeah, it was a typo under his name during the game where it said four time. Oh, man, I'm pretty sure that broke Spurs Twitter. Spurs uncensored. People lost their mind on that. Well, I mean, it's one of those things. Are you feeling desensitized to being slighted, um, which would be, again, 
the temperament of Spurs Twitter at that point. I won't have. I, I didn't know that, but I wouldn't kill Spurs fans or the Spurs nation for being upset about that. I mean, that's just that goes into that theory of the respect or whatever we get. I didn't. I didn't know that Santos is giving me that breaking news. I didn't know that. I was probably more tuned into the to the to the to the uh, timeout speech about rebounding. It's been our weakest point all year. I mean, he's even smiling during these interviews now. It's like, man, like. I understand smelling the roses on the way out, but it's like, damn, man. We, I mean, you know, we got a team to cover down here. You know, we, we, we. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure a, a lot of Spurs fans would love to go to some playoff games here again pretty soon. You know, nobody's talking about riverboat parade. We just want to be in the dance. We just want to get to the dance. We just want to get to the tournament. Well, they were talking even during on the broadcast about how uh, refreshing it is to get a real response from Pop instead of his old sarcastic answers and. Or he he's still the, got a little of him. Yeah, he's saving for the post game. All right, Jonas, you've been in my ear the last few days. You're excited about this fight weekend, man. So what 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 do we got going on in the boxing world? And you tell me we got a couple belts on the line. Yes, sir. So uh of course the big boxing match of the weekend, uh Errol Spence Jr. versus uh Yodenis Ugas up in Dallas mm-hmm. uh at the AT and T Stadium. Uh, you've got er- Errol Spence is going to be the favorite on that uh, minus five fifty, but the WBA, WBC, and IBF welterweight world championships are all on the line. Um, Spence bringing in two of those. Ugas bringing the one that he uh, grabbed not just long ago uh, to the table for that one as well. This will be a unification fight at mm. that point. Would set up uh, Terence Crawford would be the next one to go ahead and make that undisputed. Uh, probably happening this fall. But you even on your on the on the so this is a Showtime fight, so it's a pay per view of course. But on the free uh, early card, you have a title fight between um, Radzab uh, Butayev and Alamanadis Stan Stan Ionis. Good job. Uh, get that one out there. Yeah, I couldn't do that one. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but that one's another title fight. But then you also, I mean, just look at the co-headliner and Isaac Cruz, heavy favorite in that one. It's a 10-round bout, and he's he just fought your guy Tank Davis back in December. Um, and so, so he's trying to rebound. You've got a couple of, of former world championships on this card, uh, t- champion fighters on this card as well. It's just great all around. Uh, oh. UFC last weekend stole the thunder because you had uh, two title fights going in there, of course, with uh, the uh, the the determining factor there in uh, between. Uh, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was uh, Aljamain Sterling uh, oh. getting, getting the win over that in last weekend over Peter Yan, which is great. Uh, but it's it's boxing time now. We're in boxing time. You know, I know we have time to get into it. I know we've got some boxing experts out there that know a little bit more than me. But I know it did come across my radar like a week or two ago that I know uh, Floyd Mayweather was talking about. He feels like there's too many belts now. That when he was coming up, he said there's too many champions. There's too many. Like it's kind of watered down where there's a belt. Everybody's holding some type of belt. I would love to get a reaction from the boxing expert for what they feel like that because I never thought about that. Um, because I don't follow sport in and out like that, but I thought about saying, like, "Hey, I never thought about that, but maybe Floyd is up to something here." Because he's like, "Hey, when I was coming up, he goes now he goes everybody's got a belt at something, and everybody's number one in some division, kind of a little watered down." But we'll see what happens this weekend uh, with Spence. But anyway, all right, man, that is a wrap for the day and the week. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mr. Sand Spinner, the one and two, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off Monday morning for you, it's a snooze button. And before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you Monday.